This is Sam Torres, Texas Longhorn fan, native Austinite, admissions counselor, and your host with the most. And this is Texas 512. Welcome back to another episode of Texas 512. I am your host with the most, Sam Torres. And today I am very excited um, to once again have another student guest on the podcast. But this isn't your ordinary student. This is the student body president of UT Austin. Yeah, definitely. Well, thanks for having me. Um, my name is Annika Kikiri. Um, I am from Dallas, Texas, and I am a government major. Surprise, surprise. Fits perfectly with being in student government. I know how fitting. Well, thank you so much for being here with us today, Annika. Um, I'm really, I'm always super excited to interview students because y'all are the ones that are like actually down there experiencing the UT Austin experience. And then of course, um, you're the student body president. So I'm, I'm a little bit starstruck right now um, to be speaking to such, should I refer to you as Madam President throughout the, the interview? You can call me whatever you want. <laughs> okay. Madam President, Annika. Uh, no, but um, b- before uh, we we get started, um, we're going to go ahead and go to just a, a really quick break. I've got some fun questions for you. Oh, well, to be honest, all the questions are fun, but I've got some questions just to kind of get us warm up and get us started. So uh, stick around. We will be right back. I'm Anika Kikeri, and you're listening to Texas 512 with Sam Torres. And we're back. So, Anika, um, I did want to ask uh, you... You know, you you are you're a student, um, and the life of a student can be very very um, busy. And you decided to take on the duties of student body president on top of that. So I wanted to ask, what do you do when you're not studying um, for your exams or writing papers or fulfilling your duties as student body president? What are you doing to blow off steam? I actually like to paint and I'm a very bad painter and it's not one of those situations where I'm like, oh, I'm bad, but I'm actually good. I'm actually like not good, but I, but I love to paint. Just it's a really good way to relax and unwind and just focus on um, one thing. I'm recently embarking on a very, very complicated paint by numbers of the Amalfi Coast, which is the first one I've ever done. And it takes, oh, it's going to be a 20 plus hour project. So <laughs> that's how I unwind. Awesome. That's good to hear. Usually people just tell me that they'll be like watching Netflix or something like that. So at least you're, you're, you're using your brain and you're, you know, painting and doing something creative with that. Um, but now I do want to, um, I do want to transition into something that we like to do here on the show. Um, if there's three common things that tend to pop up, it's food, music, and trivia. And today you got trivia. So, um, as a student body president, I think it is your responsibility to know everything about UT. Uh, not really, but, um, I'm going to go ahead and quiz you today um, with some UT trivia. I think these questions are fairly easy, so you should probably dominate on this. Um, But we'll go ahead and get started with today's trivia. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. Awesome. So the first trivia question that I have for you today, before Bevo, UT Austin's mascot was... Oh my God, I don't know this. (laughs) I didn't... I don't know this. Oh gosh. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh no, I didn't mean to stump you on the first question. This is actually a trivia question we usually give um, our prospective students whenever they attend our events. But uh, fun fact, our uh, mascot used to be a pit bull named Pig. Um, so sometimes we like to trick students and we, we like to put that one of the answers is pig. Um, just to, but that's not like right. Cause it's not a pig. It's a pit bull named pig. Um, okay. So second question, hopefully you'll get this one. What popular restaurant was started by a UT alum? <laughs> there's a bunch of them, right? <laughs> I guess so. But there's one in particular that I'm thinking of and it's my favorite restaurant. If you've listened to the show. Um, <laughs> He's gonna make it look so bad. Isn't there like an Italian food truck that started by? Well, I didn't know that. I guess maybe I should have specified a little bit better. Uh, the restaurant that I'm thinking of is a sports um, bar, chicken wings, comfort food. <laughs> this is making me look so bad. The answer that I was thinking of is actually Pluckers. Um, yeah. So that I was, had no uh, idea. Mm-hmm. Yep, that is my favorite restaurant located in several parts in Texas, not just Austin, but um, yeah, so Pluckers. All right, so this one, what year was UT founded? Oh my God, I do not know. I do not know this. 19, no, I, you know what? I'm not even trying. I don't know. 1883. <laughs> oh God. I, everyone listening, I swear I love UT. Just maybe more of like the more modern reason. Yes, the, the trivia does not, you know, that doesn't define them, you know. Um, I just thought that this would be fun. Okay, so fourth question for you. What famous NBA player played for the UT Longhorn basketball team? Kevin Durant? Yes, you got it. It is Kevin Durant. Oh my God. Kevin Durant. I, to be fair, I actually don't even know what team Kevin Durant's playing for. I think he's playing for the Nets now because he's like jumping around. I, I knew him back whenever he was in Oklahoma. But anyways, okay, moving on. This one's super easy. You'll get it. I guarantee you that you will get it. What famous celebrity is a professor within the Moody College of Communication at UT Austin? Minister of Culture, Matthew McConaughey. Absolutely. Ding, ding, ding. Now... Uh, next question. At what event did a UT cheerleader first throw the hook'em horns hand signal? I... Okay, I'll give you some options. We'll say A, a football game, B, a basketball game, C, a pep rally, or uh, D, a commencement ceremony. It's either C or D, commencement or pep rally. Yeah, I feel like it's one of them. Take a guess. Which one? Let's say commencement. You were so close. It was a pep rally. Well, I should know this too. <laughs> I, I learned that one from from our tour guide. Shout out to our tour guides. Um, okay, next one. Legend has it, if a student spots this on campus on the way to take an exam, they will ace it. Albino squirrel. Correct. And then the last question, honestly, <laughs> this one's kind of tough. Um, how many... How many Olympic medals have been won by UT Austin student athletes? Oh God, I have no idea. <laughs> Let's just, I'm gonna say like, um, I feel like five. Mm, not quite, um, <laughs> it's 130. <laughs> oh my God, oh my God. Oh, sorry, I'm so sorry to the student athletes that I just severely underestimated. 
Huge apologies. <laughs> Look, you know, it, it's, it. I, to be fair, I did kind of make these questions tough and I did say in the beginning, no, they're going to be easy. <laughs> so I lied clearly. Uh, maybe I made them a little bit harder than, than, I guess they're only easy in my head because I've seen them so many times. So, you know, as a recruiter, we got to learn these trivia questions. But anyways, all right. Well, that concludes um, the uh, second, or I don't know how many times we've done trivia, but that concludes another trivia game on Texas 512. You did get two questions, th- two or three questions, three questions, right. Um, Kevin Durant, Matthew McConaughey and the albino squirrel. And I'll give you partial credit for the pep rally and, uh, or the, the hook em horns hand signal. Um, <laughs> so we're going to go ahead and throw it to another quick break. And whenever we get back, um, I'm going to ask you a couple more questions. So not trivia questions, just regular questions. So we'll be right back. back so um no more trivia questions um but my first question to you is uh, of course you are the student body president i just wanted to ask what motivated you to run for student body body president and then what duties come with that position for those that may not know yeah so i um my sophomore and junior year i was the first vice president of diversity inclusion for university panhellenic council and to explain what that is, is basically um, I was in charge of like implementing any sense of diversity, inclusion, and equity into sororities on campus. So that was a huge undertaking and something I felt very passionate about because I I, I feel like diversity, inclusion, equity is, um, that's honestly my true passion. I care a lot about racial justice and I spent a lot of time like painstaking. I, I sometimes say it was like my blood, sweat, and tears that year of, of implementing um, equity efforts. And at the end of the year, I kind of looked back and I was like, okay, I feel happy and proud of the foundation I was able to lay. And I think that I want to take this diversity, inclusion, and equity energy to the student body and see what I can and like use the um, tools and skills I learned like during my year to help make change like on a student-wide level. And so that's why I ran. And then what what do you do as student body president? So I would say I have to go to a lot of um, like administrative meetings. I'll give a good example. So with all the pass-fail um, conversations that were happening and to those listening who don't know, um, when the pandemic happened, a lot, obviously our education got disrupted as students. So in that spring, um, or last spring, we, schools nationwide got to switch to a pass fail for their classes. Um, and we, as like student government, we identified that there were still some academic issues in the fall, like from the pandemic, residual from the pandemic, because it was still going on, you know, last semester. Right. And so something we spent a lot of time working on was make, um, you know, creating our proposal and working with administrators to um, ask if we can have a pass fail, like a modified pass fail system for students because we recognize students are still really struggling. And so that's something we were able to successfully do. And so now for the entire year, students have three pass fails and they can look back and change it at the end of this whole year. So um, that like, I would say there's set things that we 
like my duties are set from my platform that I ran on, but then also things that arise based on the times, which is, you know, the, pan- the pandemic was just one example. Right. And this must have been like a very tough year to to be running for such an important position on campus. I mean, and you've already kind of started to, to talk a little bit about that. But do you want to elaborate a little bit more about how that looked like? Yeah. Yeah. So we won at the like at the beginning ish of March mm-hmm. and within a week and a half, like the world just like <laughs> yeah. slowly dissolved. Um so we had no clue it was going to be like this. Like when, like the person, uh, the ceremony for announcing who won was in person. Um, we still had spring break. And I think it was like two days later or a few days later that it, it was announced that we had that extra week, you know, that turned into the entire semester. But so, something the most, the most drastic change uh, that the pandemic caused for student government is that typically people don't work over the summer. It's just the president and the vice president who, you know, spend a little bit of time just having introductory meetings over the summer. Right. Um, what ended up happening is our team, like our executive board, met at least once a week. We talked every day, all day throughout the entire summer. So I was doing student government essentially 24-7 to the point where I had to set like a um, like a midnight 11 p.m. hard deadline because I was working past that um, like almost every day in the summer and as was my team. So that it was very difficult, but um, helped us in terms of like getting ahead of, you know, of the uh, things we want to get accomplished. But yeah, that's probably like the biggest change. Well, that's incredible that you spent the the time that you're supposed to be, you know, like relaxing and not worrying about school and stuff like that, um, pretty much working the entire time. So that that's really, really awesome. I commend you for that, for sure. Now, kind of transitioning more, a little bit more about you, right? Um, if you had to pick one moment in your undergraduate career, because you mentioned, you know, you're about to graduate in May, right? Um, if you had to pick one moment in your undergraduate career that defines who you are today, what moment would that be and why? So that's a tough question. Um, I think I've had a lot of, you know, pivotal moments, um, but I'm going to take something a little different. That's not necessarily related to me being president. I would say so sophomore year, I was diagnosed with a chronic pain condition. Mm -hmm. And I think it was, it was in January of my sophomore year. So the beginning of spring. And I think that was a pivotal moment because I, I think college, college is a lot of fun. Um, and in that fun, we can, us as college students can come to neglect our health and it really forced me to take a hard look at my lifestyle, you know, like what's important to me and, you know, actually, I guess in some ways like mature very quickly because I had to like start taking care of my health as I felt as if I was like much older than I actually am. So that was really pivotal and that has been like made a huge impact, but in the long run, I've ended up being healthier. Like I think I think it, it's almost like when you come into college, especially college like UT, it's like a novelty. People are like, oh, haha, I didn't sleep last night. I got like <laughs> two hours of sleep or I didn't sleep, you know, I'm studying or just whatever. And I think it's it's like funny for a little bit. But then when you realize, you know, oh, you actually probably should take care of yourself and like you probably shouldn't pull an all nighter and you probably should, you know, be like at least up and moving a little bit. Um, I think that's like that's like a moment I had sophomore year that's really impacted me. No, 100% health and mental health is very, very important in college. And I can speak from experience, uh, being that my freshman year, I cared a little bit too much about my introductory biology class. And I ended up staying up all night. 
studying for a final exam um, and didn't go to sleep until after I took the exam. So don't do that. Y'all don't do that. If, the, if there's a lesson in that, don't do that. So I, I really appreciate you for, for, you know, I guess uh, bringing, uh, bringing the light onto that um, because it it really is important. And I I do believe that that is kind of an issue um, on college campuses. Now, kind of, again, delving a little bit deeper into who you are as a person, you know, you mentioned that you you study government, right? And so uh, why are you pursuing your particular field of study? And what are your goals after graduation in May? So I have always been interested in politics. I went to my first political rally when I was four. Like I literally went with my dad and taped candy to a sign. I'm not kidding. (laughs) So this is something that's just been my, and my parents aren't even politically involved at all. Like this is something that in some ways organically just developed as an interest for me. Um, I, some pursuit, I feel naturally drawn to it. I also, um, from my experiences, like growing up, have a deep interest in, you know, racial justice and then realize that's like weaved into kind of almost every part of American society. Um, And so that's why I'm pursuing politics. I feel like that's a really, it's an avenue that I can, um, you know, help affect the most change in that way, but it's very broad. So when I'm speaking in like very broad terms here, because I don't know what I'm going to particularly do after graduation. uh, I think I, I like to plan not too much in, in detail. So I'm still, you know, thinking about things and trying to figure it out, but it's up in there. I maybe eventually might want to go to law school and practice civil rights law, but we'll see. That's awesome. Yeah. And I mean, if there's one thing that I've learned about life is that you can't plan too much because regardless, things are going to end up changing. And I, me as somebody who literally had like a life plan set for me since I graduated high school and it is completely different from what I originally thought that I was going to do uh, a senior year high school. Sam thought he was going to be a nurse and work in pediatrics and hospital. Look where I am now, but I do love what I do for sure. It's just, it's not anywhere near what I was going to originally do. So, but, but still within that subject, you know, uh, I know you said that you're, you're not too sure what you want to do, but is there like an ideal, like, you know, what's like an ideal short-term goal and an ideal long-term goal? Like, are you trying to run for president of the United States? You trying to run for U.S. Senate, Congress, mayor of some uh, of a city of Dallas? (laughs) (laughs) I would long-term eventually love to run for um, maybe some like local office or Mm -hmm. um, something like a little bit different. But I think short-term, I would love to move to D.C. and work, you know, as legislative aide, you know, some in the House or the Senate. Um, I'm very passionate about our political systems and especially at a moment like this, I really think that like we need to, this is going to sound so cliche, but you know, get things moving and like kind of come together as a country and, you know, heal. So I, and I, I feel like I may be one of the very few people who like actually, you know, I actually feel like things can come together. So, um, yeah, that's that's kind of my like short term, long term, but they're all they're still vague because I know things can change. Like I, I feel it's government's very different than, you know, business majors, because I right. feel like the recruiting happens so early. And then for like I was just, you know, just for fun, just browsing through some jobs the other day. You, it's like a start right now job. So I can't even, I can't even apply because I'd have to start right now. Like it's a hire instantly. 
Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, and without getting like super political, um, at least on my end, uh, you, you can go off if you want, I got to stay <laughs> neutral, but, um, since you're, you're talking about like, you know, politics, is there like a particular, um, person in, in the political realm that's like a, an inspiration to you? Yeah. Um, obviously, um, vice president, uh, Harris has mm-hmm. just like as an Indian woman and then like as a person of color just to see her like be vice president. I just never ever thought that that was something I would see before I was 60 or something you know I just growing up because um, I have always been interested in politics this is like I mean regardless of what you believe I think that everyone should recognize that this is such a feat of um, this is such a mark of progress agreed yeah like and it's just been um, like honestly amazing to watch I just like really didn't I just didn't expect it so soon. Um, and then also um, Senator Tammy Duckworth. She is mm-hmm. a senator from Illinois and a wounded combat veteran. And I just have a lot of respect for her. And she's like the first person to bring her like child to the, she's um, pregnant while she was in the Senate, brought her uh, newborn to the floor of the Senate. And she's oh, just wow. like overall, like a um, total, total, like amaz- amazingly, amazingly just, I don't know. She's just so cool. So I really respect her. I feel like I know what word you were trying to come with. It's yeah. okay if you would have. I didn't want to say it. Here. <laughs> it's totally cool if you would have, but I know what you were trying to go for. Um, well, the, I mean, that's great. And, you know, it, I honestly think it's really fantastic to see that there are more um, women getting into politics because, you know, back then you think about like the the stark difference that it was back then whenever, you know, like prior to my time, right? That that was so rare. And it used to be what, like there was only like one or two senators that were women and like slowly but surely now there's more representation in Congress and more representation in the Senate. And I just think that that's really cool. And, and, and yeah, no, you're right. Regardless of where you land in the political spectrum, um, vice president Harris, uh, becoming vice president is such a big deal for American history. And I think that that's going to inspire many generations of young women to come. Um, so great, great choices on that. Now, my, uh, my last question for you today is, is a little bit, it's UT related. Um, and I actually asked this to our, our group of students last time. Um, and I wanted to know what is your favorite mo- or most fun memory at UT Austin? So, there is this Hindu holiday called Holi, mm-hmm. and it's basically where you you have. I'm sure all, I'm sure most people like know of it at least. Mm-hmm. It's where you throw powder, uh, colored powders at each other, and just like dance and have fun. Um, and it's they they had one at. I always went to them back home, but um, at UT it's really fun because a lot of different people come. It's not just um, Hindu students who participate. Like it's I went with so many different types of. Um, people and I my freshman year um I just remember it being like it was just like a totally new atmosphere and it was so interesting to see so many people like participate in my culture and my religion and just like really have fun with it and really appreciate it and then I just you know we were all soaked in different colors and like walking through campus and I just remember feeling just so like um I don't know I felt so happy and I thought it was just so much fun um and it's like so interesting that like my university to some like in some ways was able to provide this like cultural experience like when I still wasn't when I wasn't home 
That's so cool. Yeah. I, I always like to talk about all those great things that UT Austin has to offer in terms of like making people feel like they belong and having like a sense of community, right? Like there's so many different kinds of students here at UT Austin. So I, you know, anytime that I talk to like a prospective student or something like that, I always try to like dispel that fear of like, you know, it's a big university. Like there's a lot of people, but at the same time, because there's a lot of people, there's a lot of different backgrounds and there's going to be a lot more people that are like you and have similar interests, similar backgrounds, similar cultures. Um, so I think that's really great. And I really appreciate you for sharing that as well. Well, we have come to the conclusion of this podcast um, and it is tradition around here that I go ahead and allow my guests to plug anything that they want. It can be UT related and can be student government related, but really it could be anything that is on your mind and on your heart right now. The floor is now yours. I guess follow UTSG on Instagram. It's the, um, the handle is at UT underscore SG. Very simple. So you can see what's going on. Um, my name is Anika Kiri. If you want to catch up with me, I would love to talk to, um, but I just, that's all I really have to say. I really appreciate, um, you having me on this podcast. It was a lot of fun. I appreciate you coming on here and taking the time out of your busy schedule to be here. Um, and it was a really great conversation besides the, <laughs> the trivia, but that's okay. Uh, but it's all good and watch out for her whenever she runs for public office, make sure that you vote for her. Uh, once again, thank you so much for uh, taking the time to be here with me today. That is it for today's episode of Texas 512. My name is Sam Torres, your host with the most. Stay cool, stay hydrated and hook them horns. 